0: On your mark.
1: Hey everyone, happy Easter and welcome to another episode of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host Jesse Burl, and I am joined by my co-host Riley McConnell. And Riley, the Jays picked up a series win against your Oakland A's. They won two out of three games against a team on paper they really should have taken advantage of. So it was good to see that there. Game one, Jays won 4-1. to one. Ross Stripling got the spot start there. He pitched four solid innings. We had a home run from Vladdy, and the bullpen did its job with five innings, four hits, eight Ks, and a save for Romano. Game two went Oakland's way. It was 7-5 to five after Hunjin Ryu kind of couldn't only pitch four innings, gave up a lot of hard contact there. Uh, they got a two-run home run in the ninth off Christian Pache, off Julian Merriweather. Uh, they had a good rally from Matt Chapman, Lourdes Gurriel, and Zach Collins all putting stuff together. And uh, umpiring was quite bad. Montoya got ejected. We'll talk about that game here. And in the rubber match, Jays pulled out a 4-3 victory. Uh, Alec Manoa was taking care of business. We got some good clutch hits from Espinal, from Bo, from Lourdes Gurriel. So Jays win the series, two games to one.
0: The scores sound a bit more baseball-like. We were playing football games there for a couple games, yep. giving up high high runs like that. But when you're giving up, you know under under five runs in two of the games i think that's pretty good for early in the year the seven runs a little bit concerning uh you know that was one guy in the bullpen again something we could address as well um altogether, though um two quality starts out of two pitchers one kind of rocky start um and other than that hitting well and we got it from guys that um as we'll talk about you, you don't expect uh a guy in that that reese mcguire to trade zach collins it was uh it was a good series. We definitely could have swept it. The umpiring yeah. was poor, but let's not blame it on the umpires because we did lose by two runs. Yes, the call was made with the bases loaded. The, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go look it up. It, it was a terrible call. And then the next one, and that was on Lordis on an outside pitch. Matt Chapman took one. The next batter after Montoya gets injured ends rung up on an inside pitch. It was just a bad game to be an umpire, I guess. I don't know if he wasn't seeing the plate exactly how. You know, forty thousand others were, but you know that's
1: baseball. Yeah, we'll expand on the umpires a little bit as we go, but uh, let's get right into our segment here. We're going to go three up, three down, and Riley, who impressed you the most during this Oakland series?
0: So I'm gonna I'm gonna reel it back in with the, with the same guy I gave a plus thumbs to in, in another video we did. That's mm-hmm. Alec Manoa. Yeah. Um, the guy is as two starts, and I thought he could have got longer. He only pitched six innings, but right. you know, he, let's ease him in a little bit. Um, he got six strikeouts, walked two batters, gave up four hits and two of them were his earned runs. Like, again, the walks concerned me a little bit, still striking out guys. Um, you know, one per inning kind of thing, keeping that number, um, pretty average for him. I would say, um, if there's a situation where he could go seven or eight in the future, I would love to see it because his stuff has looked, looked really good. He's really got his secondary pitches down. I mean, his fastballs look great. He's got, he's got amazing control for a kid with his experience. And I'm, I've really just been loved watching this guy. He's exciting. I mean, he's a big body pitcher. He reminds me of a, you know, like a Kurt Schilling or someone in sure that yes. big body nature who <laughs> throws hard. It's nice, man. Jays haven't had a steady ACE in a long time. We didn't even call him our ACE, but like we said in earlier videos, there's a chance that, you know, he's our ACE by the end of the year. He sure as hell pitching like it.
1: Yeah, the Jays really needed a strong start from Alec Manoa after, like I said, stripling only went four after Hyunjin Ryu had his struggle. So it was very nice to see a guy go in lockdown and you feel that stability almost that Alec Manoa has provided you. And you talked about how good his fastball was in his two starts now. He has only allowed one barrel on either of his top two pitches. His fastball, no one's hit a ball, 98 miles per hour fastball. On a slider, it's only happened once. So Alec Manoa has the two filthy pitches, and we've seen improvement with his changeup that he carried over from his first start into this start, getting a whopping 15 swinging strikes in his six innings of work. So Alec Manoa looks to be the real deal. And I know it's only two starts, and the season's still in the very beginning, but it looks like Alec Manoa could be a stud for this team all year which is exactly what this team needs
0: that's what i am anticipating man he had a later start for us last year but he only got banged up a couple times last year and was just he is just a guy who will, he, i can count on six innings all the time pretty mm-hmm. well like he's just he's great he's young uh in the sky's the ceiling for them i don't know how much better this kid's actually gonna get I don't think we've seen the best of his game yet. He's only going to get better with every inning he pitches.
1: It'll be fun to follow throughout the course of the season here. Uh, I want to give a thumbs up to uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. We talked coming into the series that with the Teoscar Hernandez injuries and with the Danny Jansen injury that this lineup is starting to look like it's thinning out a little bit. So we really needed guys like Chapman, like Kirk, like... Lourdes Gurriel to step it forward and boy did he he came into the series hitting under 200 with an OPP of 250 uh, but he picked up six hits and he walked seven times so he's now hitting 273 with a 333 on base so respectable numbers there and he was driving the ball too even he had some sacrifice flies that he drove to the right center field gap and then he pulled a double down the line so we've talked about Lourdes Gurriel in the past and when he is hot he can individually carry a team to a handful of wins and with the depth that this lineup is featuring Lourdes Gurriel going on his hot tear is only going to help this team stay afloat until these guys get healthy.
0: I absolutely love Lourdes Gurriel Jr. He is (laughs) he's such he's such he's such a showman and it's not even in the flashy way Mm -hmm. and when you talk about guys that are hot guys that are cold i hope he rides this for the next couple weeks obviously it won't be 162 games of this no but you can expect or hope to expect a lot more good plate appearances out of him Mm -hmm. you know and maybe we see him uh have a couple of consecutive games with home runs that also wouldn't surprise me um obviously he seems to be um Pulling the ball down the line, things like that, just hitting the ball deep. But I'm sure yeah. he'll get a hold of a couple and, and put him in the seats here um, in the future. I would say probably against uh, against the Red Sox in the next series, you can expect Lourdes to put put one
1: out. I mean, if he just keeps hitting like you just did in that Oakland series, it's going to be going to be great, uh, Riley. Who else gives your uh, thumbs up as we get through that Oakland series? There,
0: I would love cool. to give it to one of our what we call platoon guys. There, um, coming up obviously because of the injured Danny Jansen, and that that's yeah. Zach Collins. Yeah. Um, I think he DH'd DH'd one game, caught two. Um, He got seven hits. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're a catcher or a first baseman. It doesn't matter. Three-game series when you walk in with seven hits. That's a successful series. You're talking about the boots to fill. We talked about how good Danny Jansen was to start the year. I mean, those are those are big boots to fill there. Uh, Kirk had a couple off days, and, and he was in the lineup for one, but so was Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, re- he really impressed me, man, and he's the lefty bat we needed. I don't know how you divvy it up, because I don't want to take him in the lineup. He's still got lots of time to kind of to play with this injury to Danny Jansen. Um, and I just keep hope he keeps up, you know, being in the middle of that, maybe to the lower six, seven spot in the mm-hmm. lineup and, and still put and still hitting the ball hard, man, and putting them out.
1: As long as he keeps hitting, he's going to be in this lineup. Um, and isn't it kind of funny that last just last episode before this Oakland series start, we kind of bash Zach Collins. We're like, yeah, this isn't good enough. The Jay should explore other catching options. I feel like Zach Collins just listened to us and took it personally. And he's saying, fuck you, Riley and Jesse, every time he swings and he hits those balls there. Uh, I love his bat speed, too. Like, it seems kind of quick and compact. But when he can put barrel on ball and his eye is there, that ball can go. Like that home run he hit in, in game two of this series here was a thing of beauty. And he's pulling doubles down the lines too. Like thumbs up to me for Zach Collins, man. We needed kind of an unexpected story like this in order to make this lineup go even deeper. Well, you know, Vlad doesn't have his best series. Well, Bo doesn't have his best series. So if Zach Collins can keep it up, this is going to keep this team afloat to give us a chance to meet our ceiling.
0: Let's just remember he is our, what we'll call third string catcher to at this point, um we're in the modern baseball era era obviously kirk has been DHing, but with the injury to jansen um you know he's going to get a lot more time and it's a good start um to what could be a very important stretch of games early on in the year i love the win early on um yeah. and it's a good time to boost your stats so zach collins if you are listening to us we're sorry <laughs> uh, but you did, you did a hell of a job against uh against the oakland a's man and you know what they might have been an easier team, man, but confidence is everything. Keep driving the ball hard, and as far as your defense go, you know what? I feel like we're gonna win a lot more
1: games seven to five than lose a lot more right. games seven to five. In true Blue Jays fashion, right? In true Blue Jays fashion, yeah. Uh, that'll bring us to our thumbs down moment here. We do got to talk about Hunjin Ryu. Like, what is going on with this guy, man? He struggled again. He only went four innings. He gave him six hits, five earned runs. He only got one strikeout, too. And his – no, Hunjin Ryu wasn't even a hard thrower to begin with, but his velocity was down an additional 1.5 miles per hour. So for a guy who's a soft tosser who isn't commanding the ball exactly where it needs to go, he's getting crushed right now. Uh, It was reported after the game that he had forearm tightness, so maybe that does explain the velocity dip. And uh, the Blue Jays did put him on the 10-day IL. So I don't know if this was a case where, like, he's just on the IL with shittiness because you've seen the Blue Jays do that sometimes, get a phantom injury. But if the miles per hour are down, maybe this is something real for Hunjin Ryu. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what you do with him after he comes back because the way he's looked towards the end of last season and the way he's looked so far this season, the guy... Is almost unplayable. But you go back to what he did in 2020 and what he did in the last few years with the Dodgers, you know, when he's on, he can be really good. So, Riley, when his time on the injured list is up, what are you doing with Unjin Ryu?
0: Well, I'm not a father time based guy. That's the old mentality. Um, you know, to retire a guy is, so oh, he's 37 and he had two bad starts. Like, yeah. I say, you know, give him three, if he does what he does three more times and consecutively, you know, then, then kind of there's the door thing, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, sadly, um, from what I've seen, the velocity going down in the control aspect, which is his primary function as a pitcher yeah. is an extreme ground ball pitcher with a great control arm. He's yeah. really not, you know, even, he's not even in the percentile of being that type of pitcher. He's mm-hmm. just been, he's looked like a double-A reliever out there. He's got hit around.
1: What's, so what's what, what, I think, yeah. what
0: I think is going to happen with him is you just, if you have to move him to the long part of your bullpen, sure. But I still think you give him a, almost a three-strike thing. Let him start his next two starts as usual and just keep a short leash on him
1: if he is really injured, maybe this gives him time to heal and maybe he can figure this out and he can go, but I don't think you put Hunjin Ryu in the bullpen either because he's not like the type of guy who's going to start throwing three miles per hour. As soon as you put him in the bullpen, right? Like Hunjin Ryu isn't that person. So I I think the blue Jays, honestly, if he comes back after these 10 days are just going to ride with Hunjin Ryu and we're going to bite the bullet. And we're just going to hope that the offense can pick him up and cover some slack. Like they almost did today in this game. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, we're going to see Ross Stripling get an extended run here. Hopefully he can do what he did in the first game of the series there. And, uh, yeah, our depth at starting pitching seems to be kind of shocked right now because if there's another injury or someone else just isn't performing, I don't know if Nate Pearson's ready to go, or I guess Nick Allager, who's pitched really well for Buffalo so far, maybe he gets a start up. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Is he, is he
0: a, a, the final year of his deal, or has he got one more year after this? He's
1: got one more year after this. So
0: Okay. Well, I... Just that, just just a question, viewers. Just sit on that while you're while you're yeah. thinking about Hyundai Ryu as well too, because I I will probably for the rest of the day. Um, <laughs> now my turn to talk about something bad. Yeah. That's after what Jesse just said, going to get me fired up a little bit. Was um was the balls and strikes called in the second game of the series that we yeah. ended up dropping seven to five? Um, and I don't know the name of that umpire because Jeff Nelson. Jeff Nelson. Jeez, man, what are you doing? There's like, I, I don't give too much crap to the ump's. It's a it's the human errors. Human make humans make mistakes. I'm sure you can yep. do a better job than I could. It's but a I'm hard not job a, to be I'm umpire. not a major league umpire, and you got to know you're going to be scrutinized, especially in high leverage situations like with Lourdes, with the bases loaded, calling him out for a pitch that far outside. And good on Montoya for getting heated. I love a manager that sticks up for his guys. And he was staring daggers through his through him, man. That was I've never seen his eyes glow quite no, like Juan that. Montoya
1: has never gotten that wild before. Like it was almost flashbacks to John Gibbons the way he was coming out of that dugout on a heater. There is good to see from your manager.
0: Well, he, I, see, I like a, it's a good mix. I I don't like the yeah. I do actually love a guy like Lou Pinella who kicked dirt on yeah. the umpire. But <laughs> you're getting, you want to get your point across. You don't want to be too you know crazy out there we'll call it and I think that Montoya got his point across with just with one look without saying a word mm-hmm. with the look he gave he was he was staring right through Jeff Nelson and yeah he had a right to be bad and then they rung up Matt Chapman not even he gets kicked out and that's usually the umpire unless they're not really humans like we are I'm yeah. sure he thought about the call after you've got to think about the call and then he rings up Matt Chapman on the inside part of the plate where he's almost got to back his hands away um
1: and and that five inches off the zone like four and a half inches that's
0: almost it's it's inexcusable i get the really close borderline calls they're tough to listen the bases are loaded to away runners in in motion and the pitcher throws a slider down and away like obviously the hitters and the hitter doesn't swing obviously the hitter thinks it's a ball and the pitcher thinks it's a strike but when you got fastballs being called Mm -hmm. um and being missed that bad that's 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 a thumbs down for sure. That's that's almost inexcusable. I'm not going to say it was the umpire's fault. We lost seven to five baseball is a funny sport. I said back to truck, you can watch it. And that was that was what I meant by baseball is a funny sport. Yeah. It was it was it was just it didn't did and fall our way.
1: Yeah, 27 missed calls for Jeff Nelson which 27. That's a lot when especially you're only seeing maybe 200 pitchers or so. In a game, that's not ideal. They also called the interference to George Springer in game three there when George Springer swung and just stepped over the plate, and they called Biggio out trying to steal second. So kind of atrocious. It's not that huge of a deal now because it's early in the regular season, but if the Jays are down the stretch and in a playoff push and we get a game like this from an umpire, that could really hurt this team. So, Riley, are we in on Robo-Ums? Do we think it's time? How do you think we go about it here?
0: Ask me that, ask me that question. Um, ask me that question in June and I'll okay. let you know, because I can, I listen, I can forgive, I can forgive short term, but if this is something that's going to persist in major league baseball, and I'm not telling you what I actually think right now, because I've mm-hmm. try to be an optimist, but I'll, let, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I think in June, which is in just over a month from now, when we're really rolling, June's a good month. Uh, just before, you know, the all-star game and the voting and everything like that, players start to really look at their form and so should umpires. So it'll really tell me in June what I think, and I will, I'll really give you my thoughts then.
1: All right. We'll come back to that then. I got to give another thumbs down too, just to cancer in general. It was announced uh, yesterday morning that Buck Martinez was diagnosed with cancer and will be taking an immediate leave of absence from the team. So the 73 year old uh, Floridian plans to return during the stretch run of the season. So if all things go well, Buck Martinez will come back, which will be a nice, good story and a good boost for this team. Uh, this comes after the news that Jamie Campbell, the blue Jay central host had leukemia early in the year. So right now there's no announcement of who's going to replace Buck in the booth, but it sounds like Dan Shulman and Pat Tabler will keep going and probably get cameos. Maybe Ben Wagner comes on the show, or maybe a Joe Siddle comes on the show a little more. So, I don't know. It sucks. Buck Martinez has been the voice of Blue Jays baseball for over a decade now. He's been with the team since the, what, 81 was his first year here. So if you think Blue Jays baseball, you think Buck Martinez, and this is just, it's, it's devastating, really.
0: Yeah, obviously he's a, he's a, he's a, I love his calls. First and foremost, I love to listen to a game announced. I understand that he's a homer mm-hmm. to the Toronto Blue Jays, but I am a Blue Jays fan. That's what I like to hear. And I assume people watching our channel, are also Jays fans or fans of the game. You appreciate a guy who's passionate about the team he's calling for. And that's, that's Buck Martinez. He's a former player. He's a former manager. He's been around the game. He knows the game. He's not some, you know, Yahoo, who went to, you know, spent eight years in school and worked his way up. Like, yeah, he might've been given this announcing job, but he shines at what he does. I personally love to listen to Buck. I think he's wonderful. He's an awesome person. He's great for the Blue Jays organization. And it's our second, um, you know, tough, tough break health wise. I love Jamie Campbell as well. Um, If you haven't seen it, there's a very sentimental story. I said um, in one of our episodes, I can't uh, go back there. Yeah. I can't think of the exact episode, whatever. Um, It sucks because we, we, we watch these guys so often and we see them, Um, in and around the game and they're just become
1: part of our family. Right. Yeah. They're
0: they're 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 part of the Jays organization. They're part of the Jays family. And, you know, we love to listen to them. We love to watch them and we respect them.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, um, the Jays do have an off day today, so they're getting a chance to rest and recoup and push their starters back another before we head to Fenway Park for the first time this season. Your Jays are currently six wins, four losses. We're division leaders, so we're zero games back. We're going into Boston, who is five and five. They're just one game behind us for a three-game series. Starting pitchers game one, it looks like it's going to be Yusei Kikuchi in his 540 ERA to face Nathan Eovaldi. Game two will be Jose Barrios getting his third start of the season with an ERA over 11 still to face Nick Pavetta. Kevin Gosman in his 422 ERA, probably Tanner Houck in the third game of the series there. Uh, Riley, really quickly here, what are you looking forward to watching in this series?
0: a lot of balls fly over that green monster jesse it's Mm -hmm. pretty inevitable that with our right-handed bats we're going to have a lot of balls launched out and it's funny it might not actually be the best ballpark for the jays to hit at because we are such good line drive type hitters i wouldn't be surprised if you watch vlad or lorda scream one off um the end of the bat and it just crush the top of the monster and not Mm -hmm. and not go over and you know with the with the um The way Fenway set up, it's a shallow park Um, and it'll be, it'll be fun. Games in Fenway are always very interesting because the dimensions of the diamond are so um, peculiar.
1: Yeah. And division rival too. Like we talked about earlier in our AL East preview that the Jays are going to need to take advantage of these games in the division and the Red Sox are only one game behind us. So early test here for these guys. I want to see, uh, Bo Bichette started to get heated up. I want to see more from Matt Chapman. And obviously I want to watch you Kikuchi do his magic on Thursday. Hopefully we get a good start here. Uh, Riley, how many games are we going to win this series? I
0: think we take, I think we take two out of three. I think they're all real close games. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like the seven, five game we lost there. I think without the umpires screwing us in that, I think Boston just, Gets on the bats early and, and keeps it coming. I hope not on Barrios because that's what I'm also looking forward to is Jose Brios because I think he's ready to bounce back. And, of mm-hmm. course, he had an awful outing his first time. And, yeah, he struggled just a little bit, but he still got his numbers down. Um, I really want to see his numbers a lot better. And, yeah, he still has more walks than strikeouts. He has a plus 10 ERA. Yeah. Let's clean it up, Jose Brios. Man, I want to talk about you. You're a great <laughs> pitcher.
1: Hey, if he's a thumbs up when we do our episode after the end of that series, that's a win here. Uh, that's a win. That'll do it for our episode here today. Make sure to like and subscribe all season long. We're going to be doing these recaps after every series here. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at BudsJays. We get some maybe live tweets. We saw a nice photo of Riley on Jackie Robinson Day as a young kid. So that's the only type of stuff you can see if you're on our uh, Twitter page there. And uh, yeah, we've got, after that, we'll be back to recap this series and preview the upcoming series against the Astros. We'll see you again next time.
0: Happy Easter, fellas.